You're listening to We've Got History Between Us. So nobody's going to get that because it's a geology joke. It's a bad geology joke. Every cultural heritage shop that I've worked at, the collections are always great. I mean, the, you, you never work with crap collections. <laughs> by, by definition, they're, they're pretty fantastic to start off with. It's the people that really make the difference. And I think I was hired because I'm short and I could fit under the bleachers. At its most basic, I'm looking at the gender double standard once again and interested in how far it works in different areas like town and country and how much geographic area affects the, the type of punishments and the disciplines and the type of prosecution that's involved. So uh, yeah, XRF um, stands for X-ray fluorescence. So this is a machine that we use to carry out kind of elemental analysis on the collection items. We can use this device to kind of tell us what certain items are made from. Those jobs, I 100% tell you, they are not glamorous. Wear your old clothes, do not turn up in your nice skirt and then crawl under a dirty unit looking for something on the floor. So it was interesting for me because usually when people think of conservation work, they think of purely practical work. So you're working with the physical objects. So it's been really good for me to see what can actually be achieved at home. So, you know, really the repatriation of objects like the Parthenon marbles or the Benin bronzes, which have been in the news recently, you know, um, that for a national museum that would require a change of statute, which means a new act of parliament. You know, of course, museum professionals can have an opinion and the public can have an opinion, but ultimately the final decision rests with parliament and with the law. To do that and to find what they did was amazing. So we think that is pretty much the only example of its type anywhere in the world. So it really shows that Edinburgh in the 1780s was still pretty much at the forefront of medical learning and teaching. Um, can you describe <laughs> what ethnology is and what it involves? <laughs> no. <laughs> still not, still not no. <laughs> One archiving initiative that I absolutely love uh, is this group in the States that archive politicians deleted tweets. Um, and I think that's actually really relevant. So if you don't capture those now, they're, you know, they're gone. You're never going to be able to retrieve that. And that's really one way you hold politicians to account and have this record of major decisions or sort of how politicians, what they aligned themselves with or what they had to say. For those who have said yes, it's great that the recordings will enrich the Scottish Studies Archive and be available years later when we look back on the pandemic from a distance or in retrospect because collective memory fades and leaves some narratives on the peripheries for the sake of clarity. Definitely, that's, that's what I kind of feel like conservation is. It is a lot of detective work. You know, you've, you've got to know about the history of the object, the materials that it's made from, how it was used in the past, and you kind of piece together all these little things and find out so much about the object. The unique thing about Berlin is you make it what you want it to be in terms of your trip. There's not a set urban experience. I think the public have always known the museum was there but they weren't always clear how to actually access the museum, which isn't a great thing for museums if the public don't quite know how to get in. A lot of people thought we were only opening doors open day, so those open day in September would cause us a problem because you would have 2,500, 3,000 people turning up at the front door trying to get in. Join us for season two this April.